We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. How you doing? I'm not doing too bad, Jared. How about yourself? Not doing too bad. Just you and me, me and you, both of us together. What do you got on that? It's a little Monsters, Inc. quote for you. I'm a big Disney guy. Love the Disney movie. That's a good one. It's a good one good one so Nate as always you know I like to start this show off with a question and I feel like we've talked about this before and you are not for it but I got to ask it again um, since it is Olympic time and I don't I don't think either one of us care about the politics involved with the Olympics um, and such like that Uh, Olympics are cool fantastic it's great to watch it even though it's halfway around the world and we don't get to really see it live until weird times Um, but when it comes to the Olympics would you like to see Major League Baseball take a break every four years? I've got to ask you again because it would be unbelievable to watch the USA and the Dominican Republic and uh, let's see, Venezuela, Mexico, and Japan, and um, what's got Korea, um, just to name a few. Australia would probably be in there as well. Just go head-to-head with the world's best players and it just not really – matter you know i'd love to see mike trout be an olympic i i know a lot of players would probably like to um like to be in the olympics as well uh when it comes down to i know with the nhl that's a big thing it's a huge thing in the nhl you know like it doesn't get better than that um for those guys so i don't know i know your thoughts i think i know your thoughts on this but let's hear yes i I think you do know my thoughts and I, i think that there's no point to do it because we do play the world baseball classic and it is the exact same thing as the olympics so if those guys want to wear the stars and stripes, if they want to wear the Dominican colors, whatever it is, they can play in the World Baseball Classic. It is the exact same thing, and that is the reason we came out with the World Baseball Classic, so that way they could play in something for their country. Um, I mean, right now they they could stop for um, 
I guess the Olympics every four years, but what's the point? Like what would the significance of playing the world baseball classic have at that point? You could go to the world baseball classic every, um, every two years or every four years, but the two years in between the Olympics. So you get that good mix of players in as well. Um, and then you could go to the Olympics. Cause I, I, come on, it's the Olympics. Like that's something as a kid, you have to be like winning the Olympics is, is, is unbelievable, you know, winning something in the Olympics. So I don't know, you know, I know that you don't like it. I just think it's something that needs to be thought about a little bit more. I know it's probably never going to happen, but I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be awesome to see Mike Trout in the Olympics. I think it would be, you know, I, I think it brings a little bit more to the table. If, if you give them the time off to do it, you know, you give them three weeks to go play in, in that type of thing. You know, you need some incentives involved. Um, so they're not just taking time off, but I think it would be pretty cool. What's the difference between them playing in the Olympics and the World Baseball Classic? Like Mike Trout has had every opportunity to play in that. Um, he's been offered multiple times. Why Why give him a chance to play in the Olympics if he doesn't want to play in the World Baseball incentiv- Classic? Incentivize the Olympics. Couldn't they just incentivize the uh, World Baseball Classic and make sure? I mean, the Dominican does a really good job. The Dominican roster is always loaded. Like Team it's USA it's pride, That's because it's a pride thing, though. Oh you look, yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this a lot with the pride and in the islands and such like that. And Venezuela is the same thing. Um, yeah. Mexico is kind of the same thing in a sense. Uh, Bahamas. It's it's a pride thing. It really, really is. And just not. There's no. I don't want to say there's no pride here and such like that because that's going to get completely misconstrued. Um, but. I think it's definitely a pride thing. Like these guys, like you look at big poppy, you look at Vladdy, um, you look at those guys from the Dominican, Roberto Clemente is another fantastic, fantastic example of that. Um, like these guys are cherished in their, in their cities, you know, and it's just not that way up here. So I think that's why I think that's why I think you need to definitely incentivize the world baseball classic a little more. So I was going to say, couldn't you just incentivize the world baseball classic and then you have the exact same thing. You're not taken away from, the kids, you know, it, it gives the kids a real opportunity too, which I think is really cool. It gives the 18, 19, 20, 21 year old kids who maybe are playing in college or maybe are playing in the minor leagues to go and represent their country. And, you know, they, they still got what silver this last year. Cause they had a bunch uh, of four a guys. I mean, it was John Jay was on the team. I mean, like, yeah, you're not even they picking still, some of the best they, minor. Like, but they still got that, go pick some of the best minor leaguers. Like Adley Rushman should have been in it. Um, you know, go, go get some of the best minor leaguers. Again, it's just not, it's not, it's, it's not incentivized at all. Like you, you need some incentive to go play in these things. Yeah. So I, I think like Shin Chu Chu has one of the best incentivized things. It was play or come fight for your country. And he got out of it by winning. So I don't think we need to go that far, but I think it's something where, Hey, if you win, you get extra money or, you know, you win, you get, uh, there's something like something where the players are going to want to play because that's been the one thing that I've always dreamed about with the World Baseball Classic is seeing Mike Trout, uh, Bryce Harper, Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, um, you know, all these guys that are elite. Freddie Freeman at first. Uh, another Buster, another, another shortstop at second base. Buster and Posey. Rendon at third base. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I get what you're saying. You have, you have Arenado, you have Rendon. Like, they could legit, like, be stupid if they want to. Max Scherzer on the mound, Clayton Kershaw on the mound. Like, you could load the roster with, like, 15 guys and just tell the starters, hey, we're only asking you to go, like, two or three innings. Throw, you know, like, throw bullpens out there. Yeah, we don't, we don't need you to go seven innings like some of these 
aces are having to do. But could you imagine a rotation where the Americans are running out uh, DeGrom, Scherzer, Prime Kershaw, you know, this was a couple years ago. Um, Shane Bieber. Bieber would be in there. Verlander could be in there depending on how he recovers. Um, Nola could be in there. Like, there's a bunch of guys that they could go get, and it would be stupid to see how good that roster could really be. And Oh, man, that that's something that I've always thought would be awesome. And so, yeah, I don't think we need the Olympics for that. We just need to make sure the guys play in the World Baseball Classic and make it, make it fun for them. Incentivize it. Find a way to incentivize I mean, though you look at it, like, didn't Jeter – Jeter played for team. Jeter did it. Like that back. Uh, the David Wright did classic. it. Adam Jones yeah. did it. Like they, they had a solid team. Ben Zobers played in it. Uh, I'm not saying that they didn't have a solid team, but like there were not any of the dudes, you know, like the, the elite of the elite playing. David Wright, you know, a really good player, not a top five player in baseball at the time. Like how cool it w- would it be to say like, hey, the top five, top 10 players in baseball are all playing for Team USA because you look, and out of the top 10, what, half of them could be considered USA players? So they, they could really have a, a loaded roster, and instead of playing a Japan team who it is a big pride thing for them to, to load up that roster and a big pride thing for the Dominicans to load up that roster. And we're playing with, you know, our probably our second or third best players at each position. It's like we could really make a run at, run at it where it's like, wow, this would be fun to see. Harper, Trout, and Betts in the same outfield for, you know, a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Now I just figured we get that. It, okay, so our conclusion to this is, and so I don't have to ask it again, incentivize the World Baseball Classic so we see it. I'd, I'd love to see that. I think that Major League Baseball should step up and incentivize it to find a way because, I mean, I've heard said this story like 10 or 15 times, went to the World Baseball Classic. Unbelievable. So much fun. So much fun. So much fun. And and the crowds crowds were crazy. I mean, went to the USA game. That was unbelievable. Um, in Peco. Went to the uh, Dominican against the Venezuela game down in uh down in San Diego as well. And just the, I think it was like half filled and it was the loudest crowd that I've ever heard. It was unbelievable. Drums, just so much fun. So yeah. yeah, I think it needs to be incentivized. I think we can come to that conclusion. I don't think I ever need to ask this question again, even though I probably will in two years if we're still doing talking halos. So Guys, as always, thank you so much for listening and watching this podcast. Last two podcast, last two podcasts on YouTube absolutely crushed it. Um, I think I need to aim more stuff about Shohei Otani. I think we need to talk about Shohei Otani a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> but regardless, um, thanks so much for all the all support, guys, um, whether it's on YouTube or um, Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. Thank you so much for, for giving us support. We really do appreciate it. Throwing the questions out there again. Really do appreciate it. Um, if you could, leave us a review. Um, subscribe wherever you're listening as well. You can leave us that review as well, whether it's good or bad, make us get better or worse, whatever you guys would like to do. Um, again, you know, join the takeover. We are taking over. I've been saying this for a while. Um, yes, they're rolling in. I promise you. Nate gave me three names, and uh, we are going to get them. I'm going to get them. We, we're going to get some fun guests on here in the coming days and weeks. Um, one of those guests includes John Crane. I'm just kidding. He's the norm. No, nah, but, uh, but guys, just thank you so much again for listening. Um, you could follow myself at Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow Nate at Nate green 34 Brock at B D R O X and John at Jags crane, John. And again, hopefully we'll be getting Derek back soon. A happy Derek, a super bowl winning Derek as well. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, Nate, let's get this podcast rolling a little bit more. We're going to kind of make this a little bit shorter today. We're going to test it out and see how, 
this works. But one question, actually one comment, Fangraphs came out with their top, I don't know if they were their top, but their um, predictions for 2022. Granted, there are still a lot of free agents out there, and this is going to change over the next little while. But the Angels are at a, and I will quote you on this, lazy 81 and 81 by Fangraphs. We know that a human does not pick these numbers, and the computer does it all. But 81 and 81 seems like a very lazy yet very Angels way to go for it. So, Nate, will the Angels be finishing 81 and 81 like Fangraphs projects? Probably not. I feel like they project this every year. Um, was it the they last project, They projected 90 wins a couple years. So I know, but it feels like the last couple of years. It's 81 and 81, 80 and 82, 82 and 80. Like they're always right around 500. Um, right now, this roster is under 500. Um, there's way too many question marks in the rotation. There's way too many question marks offensively. I know I'm going to get uh, absolutely hammered because I'm saying that there are question marks offensively, but I mean, we don't have a shortstop right now. Um, Fletcher, you know, he's got he's to pick it up a little bit. I would like to see his walk rate go up a little bit. I love his strikeout rate is low, but I would love to see the walkout rate go up a little bit. Um, Walsh, we need to see him continue to, uh, to make progress. You know, he, he had a really good 2020, uh, a pretty good 2021, an all-star year. Now, now we got to see him take that next step. And then we, we have a bunch of young kids, you know, we got Joe Adele, we got Brandon Marsh. Can they be everyday guys? I think so. Um, I know a lot of people think they can be, but they've got to prove it this year. And right now there's just way too many question marks. Syndergaard has thrown three innings in the last two years. I think Noah Syndergaard is going to be great, but how long will it take Syndergaard? This lockout could actually help Syndergaard because it might allow him to be healthy day one instead of, you know, he's pretty much healthy, but he needs a couple extra weeks or something like that. That's the biggest concern with him. Uh, Michael Lorenzen's going to take a little bit of time to stretch out to be a starter. Uh, I'm sure he's working on that this offseason, but it's still something he has not done in a long time. And, of course, you've got the question marks all the way around with, is Sandoval going to be uh, – is he going to take that next step? Is you know, Reed Detmer's going to step up? So very, very question mark field team right now, I think – Going to get a shortstop for sure makes this team a lot better and it helps the pitching staff a lot because I don't think fans think about that that much, that a really good shortstop who can pick it really helps the pitching staff. Like I know we hound on the pitching staff and how average to below average it's been. But I mean, when you're shortstop who is supposed to be the captain of the infield is supposed to be your guy who can pick it is making 15, 17, 19 errors a year. It is very tough, and it also doesn't help when they have no range and they don't take away hits. So that's something that, that you're able to see from some of these teams that are in the playoffs. I mean, Tim Anderson takes away hits. He's a very good shortstop there in the playoffs. Um, the Dodgers, you know, Seager has played a really good shortstop, and, and they've been in the playoffs for that. Trey Turner now with the Dodgers. He is a really good shortstop. So you just look at the teams, and, and you look at where they're stacked. They're usually stacked defensively up the middle, and the corners they usually can rake. And, you know, that's kind of the thing with the Angels is they haven't been as good up the middle as we have hoped. Are you saying that Justin Upton doesn't rake? No, no, no. I, I, I can't say that I'm because um, what month is it? You know, I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. Inconsistency. I know. Um, no, no, 100%. You're totally right. Like there is no reason. And and I'm, I'm on this train now. I'm on the train. There is no reason to think that the Angels will be good 
Like, and, and I know this is news to you. This and is always, news. Always be optimistic. I think this team is good. I think this team has the ability to be really freaking good. I think a lot of people know this team has the ability to be really freaking good. When you have Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon, Noah Syndergaard, Shohei Otani, the pitcher, um, Rysel Iglesias, one of the best, uh, one of if not the best closers in baseball. Aaron Loop, one of the best left-handed relievers in baseball, if not the best left-handed reliever in baseball. The makings are there. The bones are there to be a good team. We know that 100%. Like, there is, there's no denying that this team can be really freaking good. It's now if those question marks become a real thing. Like, can you check those question marks off? You know, like, what is Syndergaard? You, you mentioned them all. What is Syndergaard this year? Is he healthy? You know, he has pitched three innings in the past two years. You don't know that. Will Shohei Otani continue to be healthy? We saw a, um, a down, you know, decreasing second half on the offensive side of things for Otani. What is Jared Walsh? We saw a second half where he decreased a little bit. You know, what is Justin Upton? I have to bring that into it. I, I understand that we don't like Justin Upton. Or you they, said Justin Upton's elite. Okay, now you're putting stuff into my mouth that is not true. That one was on purpose. That, that, was, that one but, was just for Jared. I mean, you, you go position to position. Max Stassi, what is he going to give the Angels? Hopefully 82 games, hopefully half a season, right? The Angels have nobody, and I absolutely mean nobody, that will back him up right now. Correct? Is it Ch- it's correct. Chad Walk? It's Chad Wallach right now. Taylor Chad- Ward. Matt Taylor Dice. Ward, maybe one of those Matt four. Dice. There is, but though after Max Stassi, who is an elite catcher, correct? He is That's an correct. elite catcher. There is nobody to back him up. There is nobody there, and we know the hip is injury is there. Nate, you've mentioned this a thousand times. The hip injury is there, and you hope that you get eighty-two games out of him. A hundred games would be a, a an amazing season from him. You hope you get eighty-two games out of him. You go to first base. There's a lot of Jared Walsh. What is he? Do you platoon him with Justin Upton at first base next year? Do you platoon him with Taylor Ward? Do you platoon him with somebody? Because he did not hit lefties very well. Granted, you only see 50 lefties a season, correct? Starting wise. But you get what I'm saying though, right? Like you have to think about platooning him. That's the big deal. You have to you have to think about platooning him. David Fletcher coming off the worst defensive uh, defensive season of his career, even though he is an elite defender. Um, we saw him get extremely hot during the middle of the season last year, and then, and then like he he was right he off. you know he was slow, took off, was unbelievable for what a forty game stretch or something like that, and then dropped off. You know, if there's a ball hits a shortstop right now, there's nobody there to field it. There honestly is not. If you think this team is going to be a, a, a championship caliber team this year, there is nobody there to feel it because we put Luis Renifo there. He is not, he, you do not want him there on a championship team. Brennan Davis, the same thing. You hope that Brennan Davis is going to be good. He had a fantastic year in the minors. I was in the minors. Again, another, you, you don't know what he is defensively. Uh, Tyler Wade, I, I have all the trust that he will be a fantastic fifth infielder for the Angels or outfielder if he chooses to do so. Andrew Velasquez, same thing. I have all the faith in the world of him being a fantastic fifth infielder or a fourth outfielder. I don't think that either one of those guys can and can take up any space. Same thing with Luis Renifo. I think he could be a fantastic fifth infielder, and that is where I have stood. I think that he can be a very good fifth infielder. I think he could be a very good starting second baseman. He is not a shortstop. So at the moment, there is not a shortstop for the angels right now. They, they need a shortstop. Anthony Rendon, question marks. What is he doing? He is coming off hip surgery. You know, like that, that's a huge question mark. You don't know what Anthony Rendon is going to do. Left field. Who's playing left field? Is it Justin Upton? Is it Joe Adele? Is it Brandon Marsh? Is it Mike Trout? Is it Tyler Wade? Is it Trevor or not Trevor? Is it uh, Taylor Ward? Is it, uh, you don't know who's playing left field at the moment. That is a huge question mark. What is Justin Upton? What is he at the end of the day? Is he going to be that? Is he going to be that inconsistent player we saw with the Tigers in the beginning of his Angels career? You know, because if that's what you get, what you get out of Justin Upton, I am perfectly fine with that. 
that is a, that is a check mark in my book. You know, if he is what he was, but he's getting older. He can't play defense very well. You know, like what is Justin Upton? You go to center field, Mike Trout coming off an injury. He's a year older. I have no doubt that Mike Trout will be Mike Trout if he's healthy, but there have been some injuries. That was, that's another question mark, 100%. But if Mike Trout is healthy, he is Mike Trout. You cannot doubt him, 100%. You look in right field, is it Brandon Marsh? Is it Joe Adele? Who is in right field? Is it Taylor Ward? You know, like those are a lot of question marks. And that was just going around the infield. Like I literally just like the starting rotation, Noah Syndergaard. That's a huge question mark. We just went over it. He's pitched two innings, three innings over the past two years. Shohei Otani. You're hoping to get 150 innings out of him, correct? Hoping is a good thing. Hoping to get 150 innings. The number three starter, Patrick Sandoval. You're hoping to get 120 innings out of him, correct? Yeah, and he's coming off like one of the, the best second halves like you could have. I, and I trust seen, him. I trust I know, him. But but you've seen him, you've seen him at his best and you've seen him as worst. You have to see him make a step forward. He's got to improve. There's there's no like, oh, he's gotta stay how good he was last year. Like, no, he has to get better. Baseball is a game of adjustments. Mike Trout has done it. Jared Walsh has done it. So I think Jared Walsh, I'm not too worried about on the Jared Walsh standpoint, except for against lefties. I think that there can there could definitely be some type of platoon situation there with Jared Walsh and I that would make me happy. But I do have faith because we've seen the adjustments with with Jared Walsh. He was an all-star last year. He had a fantastic season last year. But against lefties, that worries me for Jared Walsh. Now we, now let's go to back to the starting rotation. Michael Lorenzen hasn't is not a starter. In all, for all intents and purposes, Michael Lorenzen is not a starter. So there is a big question mark there. You go to the number five spot. Who is the number five guy right now? Is it Reed Detmers? Is it Sam Bachman? Is it... It's Jose I mean, Suarez, I guess. Oh, okay, fine. I was going to put Accord, uh, Yeah, but according to all the reports, he's probably the five guy. And then the six is probably Reed Detmers, Jaime Berea, you, or Sam Bachman. You still and, put and, a question mark on, Ho, or on Suarez. You know, he had a oh fantastic season. But, like, if all this stuff plays out, again, moral of the story, moral of my whole rant here, if all this stuff plays out, this team is a championship-caliber team. But, Without a shortstop. But we just went position by position, and every single one is a question mark. Every single player on this team is a question mark at the moment. Right? Like, I mean, is it, like, is it that? I think that's fair to say. And, and I am not trying to sugarcoat it. I'm not trying to make it sound bad. But, like, Every single player on this team is a question mark at the moment until proven otherwise. Like even Mike Trout's a question mark because of the injuries. He missed a hundred games last year. Okay, he didn't miss. He missed about a hundred. He missed a hundred. Yeah, I think I think right? he missed. I think he played sixty or sixty-one games. Yeah. He missed a hundred games last year. Anthony Rendon missed a hundred and twenty games last year. Shohei Otani played a hundred and sixty-one games last year. Like that is a lot on a player. The bullpen volatile. We didn't even talk about the bullpen. Any bullpen can be volatile. I don't care whose bullpen it is. I don't care how good they are. We've seen the Yankees on paper have one of the best bullpens in baseball. And it was like, what in the world has happened to this Yankee team that had the best closer in baseball in our world as Chapman, the best um, setup man in baseball in Dylan Batanzas. They brought on uh, David Roberts, Robertson, Robert, David Robertson, David Robertson that one year. I mean, the Yankees just continue to produce, but uh, on, on the other side of things. I, I, I'm I'm with you at the moment, Nate. Like, I, I, as weird as it sounds, I, 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 it's it's tough. You know, it's tough to say this team is any more than an 81-win team. But if the question marks, you know, if the question marks pan out, they are a championship-caliber team. Is that fair to say? They need a shortstop before. Like, I mean, the question marks the... could – I mean, yeah, but as all the question marks can, can go away 
But if they don't get a shortstop, it is going to be very hard to win a World Series. And you look at it, I was just even looking at the teams that are projected to make the playoffs, projected to be World Series contenders. You know, you look at the Dodgers. How many question how many question marks they got? Well, no, let's go, let's let's go, let's go first place teams. Um all projected by Fangrass, and let's talk about their shortstops. The Dodgers. Who's their shortstop? They got Trey Turner, one of the best shortstops in baseball. The the Cardinals. The Cardinals are the only ones that it's like, well But at least he can pick it. Oh, 100%. But when, at least he can pick it. 100%. Like, I don't, I don't care how you hit. Like, you've got to be able to pick it. And all the, all the shortstops that we're talking about, you know, Luis Rangifo, we're talking about uh, Tyler Wade, guys like that. It's like, what have they played, 45 games at shortstop in their career? It's question. question mark. You know, question. like, Paul DeYoung, the only thing that you're worried about is can the guy hit? And if you're hitting eighth on a lineup that is filled with Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, and guys like that, Harrison Bader, I, I don't care what you hit. You can hit 220 as long as you pick it. And to this point, 100% to your point, the Angels the Angels could go get Nick Ahmed, who's one of the worst offensive shortstops in baseball, like Max Stassi type of thing. You know, like one of the worst offensive guys. Though Stassi had a good year last year on the on this bat side of things, on the offensive side of things. But, yeah, no, 100%. You can, you can go put Nick Ahmed. You can go like Paul DeYoung. I think he is a fantastic option because I think the Cardinals have, uh, have one of those young kids. I can't remember his name. But the Cardinals are always bringing guys in. Um, but the Cardinals did have somebody. So Paul DeYoung could be. They had Sosa, who's like yeah, 23, yeah. 24. Or, but they also talked about going to get Trevor Story and just saying, screw it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Like, again, you look at the Cardinals, shortstop, the Braves. Yeah, Dansby Swanson, again, not not a lead offensively, but one of the best shortstops in baseball from a defensive standpoint. Yeah. And even the Brewers, who are a one game behind the Cardinals, Willie Adamas, who I was preaching oh. all last year, Angels, go get Willie Adamas. He is very easy to go get. The, the Rays had, you know, one of the top prospects in baseball who's a shortstop. Go get him. And he turned to be the difference maker for the Milwaukee Brewers last year. That guy is one of the best defensive shortstops. And and again, two shortstops. You look at the first move that that Billy made. Go get Andrew Alton Simmons, shortstop. Look at the first move that um, that Perry even made. Uh, Jose Iglesias, yep. another shortstop. You need to go get a shortstop, hundred percent. I mean, and to continue with with the trend of shortstops, the Astros. I mean, maybe Carlos Correa, but you have you could put Bregman there. Bregman probably starts a shortstop. The White Sox, Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. The Yankees, like. Yeah, they, they they got they got multiple guys to put a shortstop who who are better than what the Angels are running out there. They could they could go Glaber Torres. They could go Gio Urshela. They could, they could go get a Trevor Story. Like and also they have two of the best young shortstops in the game in AAA and Double A and Anthony Volpe and I'm blanking on the other guy's name. I'm sure you. You probably remember it, but those two guys are very, very close to being big leaguers. Like they're a year and a half away, and that team is going to be loaded. And and I mean, you go around the league too. You you want to go around the leagues and teams that are better than the Angels, um, statistically speaking. The the Blue Jays, their entire infield is shortstop. Their entire infield is shortstops, um, minus Vladdy. Uh, the Rays, their entire infield can probably play shortstop, but they have Wander Franco. Yep. The Red Sox. Sander, Bogarts. Uh, the Be Mets, their entire infield is shortstops. Yep. Um, let's see. We're going to go down um, the Brewers you mentioned. Yep. The Astros we met, you mentioned before as well. Even the Mariners. The Mariners, J.P. Crawford. You know, the they're, Rangers, they're who are projected a 73-win team. Corey Seager, they went out and got short, a shortstop. Two. The Padres. Two. The Padres. They went out and got two shortstops, bro. Yeah, 100%. The Padres, 90, projected to be a 90-win team. 
who I mean, you can put anybody you want a shortstop for that team. Tatis, Jake Cronenworth, uh, Kim, Profar, they have multiple guys. 100%. Uh, Brandon Crawford down in San Diego and down, up in San Francisco. I mean, you, you go around the league and it starts with a shortstop. That's 110 percent what the Angels need right now. And and if you're overpaying for if you're overplaying for a position and it's not a pitcher, it's got to be a shortstop. So I think moral of the story, Nate. Before we let everybody go, any final thoughts? Thank you for listening. I'll start start off. Thank you for listening to us uh, complain this whole podcast. I hopefully you enjoyed this one. Yeah, I I just thought it was interesting to see where the Rangers were in the standings. They're projecting it last. Um, Oakland supposedly is going to sell, so I figured they would be in the cellar, and Texas might move up with all their moves that they've made. Uh, Crazy that people are going to second guess uh, Farhan Zahidi. Uh, the Giants guy, the Giants general manager, he has done wonders everywhere he's been. Tampa Bay, the Dodgers, and now the Giants. They're gonna they're gonna have questions about what the Giants are gonna do. Somehow the Giants are gonna be right up near the top of the top of the division in a possible playoff team. Um, and I'm always a big skeptical guy on the Mets. The Mets are the National League version of the Angels, in my opinion. A lot of hope, high profile guys. I know you look at me like that, and we always talk about this. And you always disagree with me. And then I talk to you and you kind of agree with me. So a lot of high profile guys, the best player at their position, just like, you know, the angels have Mike Trout. They have Jacob DeGrom. Um, a lot, a lot of question marks. Um, a lot of overpaid guys there too. Big, big contracts. So are they going to be able to come together as a team and play together? So I don't know. I just think it was interesting to see what, what uh, fan graphs came out with right now, especially with all the incredible free agents we have left. They have an owner that wants to win. Yeah, that's still. Well, I mean, Artie Moreno yeah. has, has spent money. Has, like, oh, no, no, that's not what I'm saying, though. He they wants to win. Wants to win. They have an owner that does not want to make money. They have an owner that wants to win. And that's the problem with a lot of teams. It's not just the Angels. And I understand that this is a business, but you also have, like, a baseball team. Yes, it's an investment, but it's not necessarily to make money, I don't think. I think, like, it is, in a sense, you know, you can definitely make money off of it, but it should not be your primary source of income if you are that much, you know, if you are that rich, you know, <laughs> I think the the job is supposed to be to win. And I think that's, that's why we're on a lockout. So if I could say anything about these projected standings, um, the Red Sox, of course, I think that's our sleeper team, like always, um, the Tigers, watch out for them. Like, I think, you know, don't, don't sleep on them. The Royals, another team, I think like, just don't sleep on them. Like they could be a fairly good team. The Rangers, oddly enough, I feel like you just can't sleep on them yet. You know, that ballpark, with um, any pitcher can be good, plus that offense that they're going to have. I mean, that's uh, that's a scary team. That is a scary team. The Mariners, we saw they were a 91 team last year. You never know what they're going to be. Um, the Padres, the Giants, you mentioned it. Don't 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 blink on that. Like, if they an 81-win team, I just don't see that happening. And then the Phillies, you know, don't sleep on the Phillies. Like, I feel like that's that's been the angels of of the National League. I know that you're going to, again, disagree. It's the Mets. But I know you think it's the Mets. But you look at the Phillies, it's Bryce Harper. It's like built around Bryce Harper. They haven't had pitching. They, I mean, they've had some pitching. Um, oh, they went boy. and got some pitching, and it just hasn't seemed to work out for them uh, in, in a sense. So, Nate – I know you want to disagree with me and, and continue yep, to argue, but, uh, but, uh, but let's let everybody go here. So guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at talking halos, making us the best podcast out there. Again, guys, stay tuned for some guests. I have it. We have it in the works. I promise you there are a lot of guests in the works right now. So stay looking out for that one. I'm super excited for all that. If you could subscribe, press the subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. If you are listening on 
Spotify, or Apple. Um, you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34. Guys, and thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.